Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. What are the secrets of chemistry and the appeal of charisma, the presence we've been talking about, that allure, that magnetism, that attraction? Welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. That's going to be our topic today. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 264 of Maximize Your Influence as we maximize your success and your income and your relationships to teach you the skills you should have learned in school. Well, I am recording this in Doha, which is the largest city, maybe the only city in Qatar. Well, it's, it's the biggest one. I mean, it's the main one. It is pretty big, a lot of culture right on the water, the ocean. I guess there's no other water, so it would be on the ocean. A lot of construction going on. They're getting ready for the World Cup here to... I remember the exact date, few years, I want to say 2020 or 2022, not quite sure, but they're building soccer stadiums, large buildings, interesting looking buildings. This is a family show, so I can't talk about how some of the buildings look. You can Google that if you want, but loving the people, loving the food, having a lot of times we're doing influential persuasive training teaching people how to be more influential in their presentations, how to present with power, how to be more persuasive. What is the formula? Been a lot of fun from here. I have to fly to San Francisco. It's just been a marathon. I think I looked at the calendar. It was 10 full days of training in 12 days of travel time there. So getting back is much faster. That happens in a couple of days. Got my fill of interesting food. It's interesting that Iraqi food is different than Iranian food, which is different than Syrian food, which is different than Yemeni food. I mean, there's some similarities, but everyone has their different flares and specialties, and it is good eating. I'm all about the food. You already know that if you are a long-term podcast listener. So our theme's been for the last five podcasts, chemistry, charisma, appeal, magnetism. Those are the things we'll be focusing on. Before we get to our content, let's do our ninja of the week. Not a blunder, a ninja this time. Go. That's our ninja sound. And the ninja, and you might want to fight me on this one, goes to the National Enquirer. Now, for the half of you that do not live in the United States, National Enquirer, I'm not sure how worldwide it is, they are the scandalous, we'll make up anything magazine that's sold usually on the way out of a supermarket and you see some type of title, it grabs your attention and you buy it. Now, some people subscribe to it. And it's also nationalenquirer.com online. But I've got to make them a ninja to where in seconds you can see a headline and you buy their magazine. And I see it happen all the time. I'm very aware of the people that are just waiting in line, looking around, and they see something that grabs their attention. And if you need help at creating headlines, suspense, curiosity, it's known as the Zagarnik effect, grabbing people's attention, they want the solution, they want to know more, study the National Enquirer. I don't know that many people that are better than the National Enquirer when they talk about 
headlines. Let me just go through a few. I mean, it starts off by saying shocking stories, <laughs> okay? Grabbing your attention. Here's one, Kate Middleton's Marilyn Monroe moment at Royal Wedding, right? A little picture there. If he wants to know, Marilyn Monroe moment, Royal Wedding, what's going on? A public figure who's going to call off her wedding plans. Going from I do to I don't. People want to know more what's going on. Celine Dion starts her surprising new life. Carrie Fisher, secrets of her drug-fueled final flight. Prince Philip kept alive for one last royal wedding. Jennifer Lopez fighting to keep Rod's attention. And says sleazy slugger wants to play field again. Michael Caine's health crisis. Lizzie Buckham sues Fleetwood Mac over being fired. Fired? Was she fired? All right, all those questions need to get answered. Kenny Rogers' final confessions, his secrets and scandals. Country music king breaking silence on sexcapades and tears. When Barbara showed Aretha no respect. Selena Gomez in mental ward amid new health fears. You see where we're going with this? So even though you might not agree with their tactics or their stories or what they do... They are good at creating interest, intrigue, curiosity, grabbing people's attention, getting them to buy their magazines, and it's all through the headlines and subheadlines. Learn to do that. Even if it's in an email, the subject line, something that creates curiosity and attention can make a huge difference in grabbing people's attention to influence them. Because if you can't grab their attention, it doesn't matter what tool or technique you have, you're not going to be influential. You've got to be able to grab their attention. And then from there, let's do our geeky article. <laughs> this comes from the National Academy of Sciences and the University of Pennsylvania. Damon Centola is the professor. The group's usually smarter without opinion leaders. The power of the group. The wisdom of crowds, if you've ever read that book, that on average, opinion leaders were more likely to lead the group astray than to improve it. They said, as long as people don't talk to each other, when people start sharing their opinions, their conversations can lead to social influences that produce groupthink that destroy the wisdom of the crowd. So it could be in a jury, it can be in a business group that everyone has their opinions and their thoughts that if people talk too much, if there's an opinion leader, they can lead them down the wrong path. Because I don't know if you really understand the wisdom of crowds of groups to where the studies are pretty interesting to where you can have a jar of candy of people estimate how much candy's in there and if 20 people estimate how much candy's in there you take all 20 take the average and that average of the 20 is pretty close to how much candy's in there and so if you can get the wisdom of the crowd individually and take the average that number that answer is usually correct but if you take that crowd that group and have an opinion leader who tries to sway everybody that tends to destroy things so their study involved estimation of calories on a plate of food. They were given three tries to get the answer right. But the first one was a gut response, that instinct. So everyone was paid for making a good guess. Half the people just answered on their own. And others were part of a kind of a social network that had an opinion leader that was trying to change opinions. So this is what happened that their gut response was more correct than the opinion leader, that when they used the wisdom of the crowd, that was the most accurate of anything. So the bottom line is sometimes opinion leaders can help, can improve things. When it's something that they don't know much about, 
or they're pretending to know something about it, we got to go to the wisdom of the crowd. It's always more beneficial. So if you're running a group or trying to influence a group, maybe individually do a poll or do a blind survey to get the information out before you get to the opinion leaders to find out exactly what's going on. Because the wisdom of the crowds is real, right? If everyone's guessing and collectively take the average, it's surprisingly, stunningly correct. But if you get people in the group think, and there's an opinion leader trying to sway people's opinion, that tends to hurt more than it helps. Now, obviously, they're the expert and they've done their research. They probably can help out, but I think too many times in this situation, they pretend to know, they're expected to know, so they make it up like they know, and it leads people down the wrong path, the project down the wrong path. Of course, those links will be available at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I can be reached at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I got a few questions on coaching last week. I did mention my coaching program. A couple things. Coaching is part of InfluenceUniversity.com. There is a a membership there for a few dollars a month that you have access to all the training materials and access to me. Or you can just coach one-on-one with me or my certified persuasion consultants. The first one is free. The first one is free with me. We make sure I understand your issues, your challenges. Can we help? Is this a win-win? Are we a good fit? Am I the person to coach you or can I recommend somebody else? If you're interested, just send me an email and put free coaching session in the subject line at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And that's also the place to give us comments and feedback. Today, we're going to go to some listener email. Oh, boy. This is from Gunther from Frankfurt, Germany. He says, Kurt, I love your podcast. We met at the seminar you did in Darmstadt. That's just, I believe, south of Frankfurt, if I get to my map right, south-ish. The seminar was on expanding your influence and charisma. Last week, you talked about confidence, and I know you spend time talking about optimism. And I know optimism is something that's important with charisma, something you've talked about and something that I struggle with. Is optimism that important? Do I need to change it? And can I learn to be more optimistic? Gunther, awesome question. I do remember that seminar. It was full of Germans, French, English, and Spaniards, I believe. All coming together, all enjoying each other's differences. I really enjoyed that to where it wasn't negative, but it was a lot of fun. Where people, oh, you're just being German. You're being, you're being a Spanish. You're being an Englishman, right? Even though they had differences, they embraced them. They had fun with them. That was a lot of fun for me to watch and interact with. So let's get into it and talk about it. We've been spending time talking about presence. This is like our fifth podcast. We're talking about the secret chemistry and appeal of charisma and presence. You brought up optimism, and that's a huge piece about that chemistry and attracting people, having good presence, and having charisma is understanding optimism. And optimism is part attitude. Attitude's a subset of optimism, and attitude's interesting. Attitude comes from our expectations, and so if we expect to be successful, to have a good day. We see those things and those things tend to happen versus if we are chameleons and wait for someone to cut us off or do something mean or say something stupid to us, that dictates our attitude today, which can destroy optimism. And I've said it before that negative, pessimistic people suck the life out of people and people don't need that. There's enough of those in their life, the people that suck the life out of you. You know, as 
Thanksgiving just happened in Canada. It's coming up in the United States when they you invite family and friends over and have Aunt Edna. I talk about her all the time where she sits there and sucks the life out of you because she's so negative and pessimistic and everything's so bad and the world's coming to an end and everybody hates them. It's just like, oh, too much. That can be a challenge. And I love what Winston Churchill said. A pessimist sees a difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Bottom line here, understand that pessimism repels charisma, repels that chemistry you have between people. It has the opposite. And it's fascinating the research on optimism, that when you're optimistic, have an optimistic outlook on life, people live longer. When you're optimistic, you have stronger social networks and social support, meaning you have more friends that love you, like you, will help you, that will serve you. When people are optimistic, have that optimistic outlook, They have higher levels of motivation, persistence, and they perform better. When people believe in a better future, it provides a positive impression that causes more confidence. But it's interesting that pessimistic people give up twice as fast as optimistic people. And pessimistic people tend to look at the future experience in a negative way in a world full of bad events. So can you be more optimistic? Absolutely. The way you see things, it gives you more success I'm not talking about just a positive mental attitude. That's important. But really being able to be optimistic about your future. Now, negative things happen. It seems as we get older, we become more negative, more pessimistic. But true optimism is being able to look around corners, knowing that it won't be 100% successful. But you look around the corners, and you know eventually things are going to work out. There are going to be bumps in the road. There'll be curves. There'll be blind spots that you're not prepared for. But you know eventually things are going to work out, even though you're preparing for some challenges and things that could happen. I'm not talking about the person that's so optimistic that you just want to hit them. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're like, really? Let's be realistic here. That can suck the life out of people. I mean, you want to be optimistic. You want to bring hope. But you also look around corners and realize that some people just can't handle that much optimism. And you might have to just tone it down a little bit. Like There's a great book by Dr. Martin Seligman called learned optimism. There's actually an assessment in the book where you can kind of see where you rank. Uh, Gunther, if you think this is an issue for you, that's one place that I would start. I'll give you some tools here, but when you need to create that chemistry between two people, you have to be optimistic. You have to give them hope. You have to build a vision. You have to create a future that they can see themselves participating in. But sure, you're going to say, you know, there could be some issues. There could be some roadblocks or bumps in the road like I talked about. That's all part of the process. And when those negative things happen, you just suck it up, have a good attitude, have hope. You deal with it and you move on. You don't want to be in denial where everything's so rosy and so perfect. And you've met these people again. You probably want to hit them. That's not where I want you to be. But you need to be optimistic that eventually things are going to work out. So some tools to help you out. Because if you want good presence, you want to attract people, you want to be influential, optimism is a big piece. It's kind of that forgotten piece for a lot of people. They just become so negative and pessimistic, and they don't realize they're sucking the life out of people. So what can we do? Well, first thing is, is this a challenge for you? Are you open and honest enough to realize, you know, I need to work on this? You can't fix something unless you've realized, okay, this is an issue. Second, from there, choose to be optimistic. Choose to see the positive. Choose to see how things are going to eventually work out. And part of that's taking responsibility for your life, not getting stuck in that blame game, realizing that, yeah, some bad things have happened. You got beat up. University kicked you in the head. That wasn't fair. Okay, fine. Let's move on. Let's learn from it. Let's grow from it. Let's not become bitter and angry. Let's grow. Let's become better. Let's take this and make it fuel to the fire to become successful. 
That's building on your current successes and your past victories. Make sure you're associated with positive, optimistic people. It's much easier to stay positive when you're around positive people. Maybe you need to limit time to family and friends. Maybe you need to get new friends. Maybe you need to spend less time with a certain friend that's sucking the life out of you. Part of it, too, is watching the way that you talk to yourself. Because those thoughts trigger emotions. They trigger actions. Most of your thoughts are pretty negative. Try the rubber band technique. Put a rubber band on your wrist and snap yourself every time you have a negative thought. I've met very few people that have lasted longer than 24 hours because you'll be amazed how many negative thoughts that you have. And one interesting thing research shows is staying healthy, exercising, having more energy, being aware of those negative moods. And here's the key, having the ability to turn those negative moods into positive ones. Not taking four days or four weeks to do it, but four minutes. Having things that you can do on the fly to go from a negative to a positive mood. And if none of those works, one that I guarantee will work when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, may feel a little depressed. And I'm not talking clinical depression here. Take some time to give back, to help out, to serve someone. It does wonders for you. It creates more optimism. It adjusts your attitudes. I guarantee it'll do more for you than it does for them. People get stuck in depression and pessimism. They're so stuck in their own life, their own issues, their own challenges. When you get out and serve, it changes your demeanor, changes your psyche, changes your chemistry, changes your charisma, changes your optimism. And you realize your issues aren't that big when you're serving in a soup kitchen, helping homeless, working with people in the hospital. It does wonders for you. That one, I can guarantee, will work every time. And if you want to go back to the archives, we did talk about attitude in episode 249. That's available on influenceuniversity.com. Reach out to us on social media, on Pinterest and Instagram at Max Influence. And Gunter, hopefully that answered your question. It was good to hear from you. Keep working hard. I'm glad that your influence skills are improving and you're striving to make the world a better place. If mindset is a real issue for you, a millionaire psychology is the program I recommend. You get information at maximizeyourinfluence.com. It's a mindset, self-persuasion. Whether it's being a millionaire or being successful, it doesn't matter. If you want to become a millionaire, you start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. And you can apply that to any aspect of your life. That's research I put together, and you can find the link at maximizeyourinfluence.com. Again, thanks for being here. Thanks for your love and support. Do appreciate it. Makes this all worthwhile. Another tool for you in the chemistry of charisma and rebuilding your presence. We will probably spend another week on this one. we got a few more questions that do need to be answered as we give you more tools on developing that presence and getting people to want to be influenced by you. So again, master these skills and go out and persuade with power.